Welcome back to My Biased Opinion. I'm glad that you've chosen to take the chance and join me again. I'm excited to dive into this concept that I want to talk about today. And I hope that it impacts you. I hope that it challenges you as it's challenging me. I want to talk about soda nozzles and paradoxes. We've all been there. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. The temperature is just perfect. And there are just the right amount of clouds in the sky to add some variety and some contrast, some texture. The birds are chirping. You go through that McDonald's line. There's your favorite seats open. The food comes out piping hot. It's perfect. The fries are just exactly what you were hoping for. You walk up to the fountain to get your soda, ice cold, insert soda of your choice or drink of your choice here. You, you fill your cup, that perfect amount, that perfect ratio of ice to empty cup waiting for soda to be filled. You put your cup under the nozzle and it sprays everywhere. It just goes absolutely crazy and you're faced with a choice. Do I bail? Or do I shoot my cup up right up against the nozzle as close as I can possibly get it and carry on with my day? We've all been there, right? That's kind of what I want to talk about. I was reading this quote the other day. There's a guy I follow on Facebook. He's a fitness health guy. You wouldn't know by looking at me, but I follow him. He says, I'm grateful for the present moment and the choice to be able to suffer at will for the betterment of myself and my family. It struck me, it's a interesting concept because here we've got this picture of health, this guy that's lost a lot of weight and he's just ridiculously fit at this point in his life. And he's talking about this paradoxical approach to life where he's suffering at will. He's making a decision to suffer. It brought me again, I've thought about this a lot, this idea of paradoxes in life and how we're faced with them, and so frequently we choose the wrong thing. Here's what I'm fascinated by. So the, the kingdom of God is built on a foundation of paradoxes. Like we see it everywhere through scripture, everywhere. Like the last shall be first, the first shall be last. The weak are strong, the strong are made weak. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The poor are rich in spirit. The proud are made humble. Humility comes before honor. To receive blessings, you have to generously give. We see the grisly violence of the cross as a beautiful moment. And to really make it hit home, I was reading this earlier this week in Acts chapter 5. Um, we see the apostles have been talking about Jesus. They get taken to prison, they get delivered, they get brought out in front of the council again. They're being judged. And they eventually like win the argument. They like someone agrees to let them go. And so before the council lets them go, they call the apostles in. I'm looking at verse number 40 in chapter five. They call the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered ordered them not to speak the name of Jesus and then release them. And so they, the apostles, went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. They're beaten, 
they're embarrassed, they're sore, they're wounded. Like, I don't know like what flogging looked like technically in that time, but I can't imagine it was a pretty sight. I can't imagine they just went on their way skipping down the cobblestones of Jerusalem in excitement and joy because it wasn't as bad as they thought it was gonna be. But they did skip away. They did leave rejoicing because they had the opportunity to suffer for Jesus. It's quite the paradox, right? And here's the thing. If we, if we shift focus just for a second away from scripture, we see these paradoxical principles aren't just true in the kingdom of God. They're evident everywhere in society. There are guys like Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk that have built empires worth hundreds of millions of dollars each based on giving things away, based on their generosity. Whether it's their, their wisdom, it's insights, whether it's money, whatever it is, like they give and give and give. And as a result, they've these empires worth more money than I think anyone could ever reasonably spend in their life. There's another guy, Navy SEAL and bestselling author, Jocko Willink. He lives out this paradox with this phrase, discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. Completely giving up your will or your desires in one area. I'm like Thomas DeLauer says, I'm grateful for the present moment and the choice to be able to suffer at will. Discipline equals freedom for the betterment of myself and family. It's incredible. And it should be incredibly exciting that biblical principles are universal. God's word is true regardless of our righteousness. So what does that mean for me? In my biased opinion, our nation is hurting, broken, and darker than it's ever been before. I don't know where it's headed, but I do know that if I want to see the kingdom of God, I have to embrace the paradoxes I see in front of me. I have to muster up the grit and the determination to live in a higher gear. I have to love God so deeply that suffering like he did, not just suffering like this is hard because I have to obey this insert standard or this concept here. No, suffering like suffering, real life suffering, like physical pain and torment, persecution, not just discrimination because someone doesn't like the freedom of choice that I, or the freedom of speech that I choose to engage in, not suffering like someone disliked my social media post and trolled me. Not suffering like not being chosen for a job or, or having to deal with someone's ugly stare because they don't like the way I look or the way I act. Like deep physical suffering, losing things that I've worked hard for, experiencing pain and rejection that changes the course of my life, that alters the course of my life. I have to love God so deeply that that kind of suffering is a cause for rejoicing. That carrying my cross, as Jesus says, like, follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. But he also says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I've got to love God so much that picking up my cross day after day and walking after Jesus, carrying that cross is a yoke that is easy and a burden that's light. I know I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. Each day, 
I'm praying that I get a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer. One of these days I'll, I'll perfect it. It won't be in this lifetime, but one of these days I'll perfect it. Until then, I'm going to keep working. What about you?